show Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm here with Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? Once again, Special Mikey is not here. <laughs> no, Brian, Brian, I'm here. I'm here. Jesus Christ. Where the oh. fuck were you? Well, I went to go to the Upside Down to find Anthony because we were getting really worried about him. Remember? Well, yeah. Yeah, that was two episodes ago. No, three yeah. episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. as, as of now, yeah, three. Well, I couldn't find him. I found a note surprisingly scribbled out in pre-recorded Christmas tree lights that said, went home too crazy. My waffle stand didn't work. Yeah. They didn't really like the egos very much. A lot of empty boxes though, bro. You got robbed. What? But I tried to get, I tried they to get stole back. Them? Yeah. So I tried to get back uh, through our, to the nerd podcast, radio, extra dimensional time gate portal. And something happened. I, I thought I saw syrup on the control panel as I went through, but I can't be I can't be certain. Uh, Guys, I ended up going through like three different dimensions. I, I can't tell you. Like, what year is it? Because I've I've been gone I, I, by my calendar. I've been gone for four years. Okay, it's 2018. Trump won the presidency. It's now World War Three. We're at oh. war with. Oh God. We're at war with penguins. Once Penguins? again, it isn't a podcast until someone mentions Trump. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, it's 2016. So, the election so, hasn't happened So, Michael, yet, I, I, really want, I, I really don't want to host. Are you up for it? <laughs> let, let me get the bleeding to stop. <laughs> God. <laughs> One rap, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're cool. Introduce Good. our guest. Well, this week we have the creator of the comic Frontiers, Mr. Jeff Ashley. Hi. How you doing today? Okay, how are you? You know what? The bleeding stopped. I'm back home. There's not giant flying wyverns over my head. I am great. Put pressure on that. Yeah, that's good. Hey, hey, spoiler for season two of Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Today we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk with you, Jeff, about uh you yeah. basically who you are, what you do, and uh your new project Frontiers that and that's out now, correct? Uh, the preview is out now. Um, the first issue will be out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Great. Working on the last uh, last bit of the art, trying to get all that together right now. If you know, you're really, if you're if yeah. you're listening to this right now, go to idestroyhumanity.com, download the PDF, and read it. Yes, yeah. read it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some spoilers during the episode, but you can download it and read it in like ten to fifteen minutes. It He's will not, not lying. I literally just did that as I was running to the keyboard. And that's if you like have to mouth out the word. That's slow. <laughs> you can actually read it faster if you want to. <laughs> but there's a lot of nuance. You want to you want to soak it all in. Oh, for sure. We're going to get into all that today. We're going to talk to you about your project and find out just what makes you tick. But first, <laughs> God help us all. Oh yes. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? And I figure I missed the last two episodes. I'll go ahead and go first as my two awesome co-host no my birthday is actually rapidly vast like vastly and rapidly and fastly approaching it's Just tomorrow like, yes it's tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> that's how fast it's approaching i last week got as an early birthday present from my wife's uncle who's kind of my uncle now too we're married a amazing 
beautiful, truly nerdy gift. And I've been playing with it ever since. I got a Darth Vader helmet toaster. Yes, it is a toaster that is Darth Vader's helmet. And on the toast, it burns Star Wars into the side of the toast. What are the settings on the toaster, Michael? Oh, there's not number dial. There's no numbers on the dial. It goes from light side to dark side. I love this toaster already. It works great. I've been making more toast in the last week than I have in maybe the last four years. <laughs> I just imagine you going like, oh, I gotta make toast. I gotta make toast again. Every morning it's like, toast. Anybody want toast? I got some toast. I'm gonna make some toast. And everybody's like, please stop. No more. Plus, I'm making it with our own homemade blackberry jam on top of it. So I'm just like, mmm, the force has never tasted so good. So so that that's my thing. Bit food related, bit Star Wars related, all geek. That all sounds pretty good, actually. That was great. So what about you, Anthony? What's your what's your nerdy thing? What's nerdy with you? I I watched the League of Legends World Championship on Twitch last week. Oh wow! Boo! Why are you booing me? I don't like League of Legends. I'm, I'm a I'm a Heroes of the Storm fan. I like Heroes of the Storm too, but I also like we, League of Legends. He explained to me how he hates League. You know how some people, are like especially sports fans, are like, "Oh, I watched football." I was like, "I was watching League of Legends." You're stealing my thing. You're you're watching video games. Um, <laughs> you're yeah, but I'm watching like professionals do it for millions of dollars. Yeah, I do that too. No, you watch like regular people do it for like hundreds of dollars. <laughs> no, I, I watch BlizzCon was this past weekend. What the hell? It's true. <laughs> yep, there was the Overwatch championships. <laughs> yeah, who won? Uh, it ended up being this team called SK Telem- um, Telecom. Um, they're a South yeah, Korean team. Huh? Oh, that's surprising. Uh, that is not surprising. <laughs> South Korea was, has do not hear the sarcasm in front of <laughs> I think South Korea has won the last like League of Legends tournament since like year two. The well, first yeah. year America won, and then after that, it's just been South Korea just dominating. Dude, okay, um, a a B tier South Korean team is like amazing. You you could take one of our A squads, and it's their D squad. Do you know how the American teams uh, train? All year long for th- for the tournament oh. by playing in South Korean leagues. That's how they train. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeff, have you ever watched professional professional video game tournaments? I have not. It my my recommendation is don't. It's sort of like getting into any sport. <laughs> I probably follow that recommendation. Yeah, it's like getting into any sport. It gets addictive really quick, even though it doesn't. Oh, I'm just going to watch this game because it and it'll be lame because they're playing a video game. And then after watching seven or eight of them, you're rooting at it like football. It's ridiculous. You're jumping up and down, screaming, kill the tower, kill the tower. Oh, my God. Did you see their DPS just went down? We've lost. Oh, come back. Come back. (laughs) Yeah, I spend a lot of my time watching semi-professional horseshoes because I like (laughs) the competition, but I don't care for the money that gets in on the professional level. It's just corporate sponsorships, and it really just it sucks the the purity out of the game. All right, I need to know: is this a joke or is this a real thing? Because I need to know. Wouldn't yeah, you too. like to know? Yeah. Good this luck. Is a- it's called Google. Look it up. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! If it uh, is a thing, let me know though, because I'll I'll need to avoid that in the future. Keepers. Yeah, because that's the one sport he ended up getting sucked up into. I got this brace. It, it suspends your pinky and your ring finger so you don't <laughs> interfere with your toss. 
And then I got this special elbow padded shirt so you don't get horseshoe throwing elbow. It's all laced with copper because that's a thing. You know. So there, there is pro horseshoes. Oh, there is for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah, the semi pro thing. That's an invention, but we, we have pro. to see that farm league horseshoe. Yeah, that would I'm be a sure good name. It's a thing. I, actually, I've been to a tractor pull before. It's a thing. Uh, tractor pulls. <laughs> I like tractor pulls. I like. Well, I like motors. tractor pulls. Yeah, you, dude, you have no idea. You ever, you ever, <laughs> you ever watch King of the Hill? Oh yeah. You see the one when they did the professional um, lawnmower uh, racing. lawnmower racing. Yeah. Oh no, that's real. That <laughs> is real. It, that it, is it, real. It, I've it, been to a lawnmower race. Lawn. These those lawnmowers get up to like 60, 80 miles an hour. Jesus. They put, <laughs> the big thing I can imagine. Put, that the one of the one of the ones had a BMW engine in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And, and the, the motorcycle, not the car. Yeah, there's different league classes, and in the top league classes, is like they're like full modified, and you can put like Hayabusa motorcycle engines in these things. My nerdy thing is about to turn into this conversation, Michael. So who's next? <laughs> yes. So, uh, real quick for wrap up on Anthony, the 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 telecom team is that the team you wanted to win? Um, I, I didn't really have a particular big um like a uh, favor for for either of the team it was uh, SK Telecom which is a South Korean um telecommunication company that was sponsoring the group but they happened to have a player called Faker who's probably the most well-known league player in the world and the other team which I guess I I guess you could say I was kind of rooting for them because they were the underdog was a team called uh, Samsung Galaxy uh who was literally being funded by Samsung Galaxy did a lot they of these load in the 7th round <laughs> a lot of these South <laughs> Korean teams, their their names are named after their like their sponsors. It's it's really weird. Very very different than the way America does it. They lost the first two of the fi- of the best out of five games. Uh, they came back in game three and somehow managed to uh, actually kind of like turn it into a, a like a fight. They actually started coming back and it was really cool. And I was really looking forward and rooting for them and hoping they could make it. But uh, sadly, they couldn't clinch the last game. They won the third and fourth game, making it a sudden death match for the fifth game, which hadn't happened in the League of Legends World Championship ever. This is the first time that happened, but they couldn't win, which was too bad. But it was still a good game. It was still good matches. I, I enjoyed watching them. Yep. And then they buckled and exploded. Um, no, they didn't no. make it to the seventh game. Nope. It must have been the Galaxy Note 6, not the Galaxy Note 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's Samsung Galaxy. It wasn't it was Note. They weren't the Note. Yeah, they weren't the Note. Oh, they got wet and they were the they it must have been like they were going into the 6th round and they were the 5th, but then they got wet and they just shut off. I'm going to ask this again in an angrier voice. Who's next, Michael? <laughs> no, I want to believe there has to be someone after that. <laughs> no, I know. I want your inflection That's to get a little angrier. That's the fucking nerdiest thing get, you can do. Get a little angrier, Brian. Come on. What's the nerdiest who's, thing you can do? Who's next, Michael? <laughs> who's next, Michael? <laughs> Jeff, what's nerdy with you? With me? Oh man, I was gonna watch, and this this is God. I feel so bush league after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're, you're playing in the. You're not in the semi pros anymore. Now you're in pros. God damn it. Um, I was going to watch Star Trek Beyond this weekend because it's the only Star Trek movie I've never seen in a theater because after In the Darkness, I was just like, hey. and then I got busy <laughs> doing other shit. So I didn't do that. I'm wearing a Darth Vader mask right now. Does that count? Yes. Okay. okay. Thank God. Wait, your nerdy thing for the week is happening right now? Well, it's, I mean, I've been wearing it for a while. 
You kind of start to smell funny in here, actually. But I imagine you being like, I put it on two days ago and I can't get it off. Oh, I could if I wanted to. I have thumbs and everything, but uh, yeah. No, tell the truth. The glue you use to hold it onto your head is way too strong. <laughs> it's been on so long, my skin's just fused with it. So I should, I should really engage in better hygiene. Uh, that's my fault. Well, we won't hold that against you. It's okay. Yeah. Well, Vader had a hard time getting his off, too. You know, the whole breathing thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's hermetically sealed. He's like jam. <laughs> but Brian, got to know what's nerdy with you since you're dying to share. I didn't. I did. I am not. This isn't a bit. This isn't improv. This is legitimately what I was going to share. I watched Star Trek Beyond this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Had you seen it before? You'd seen it before, right? No, I had not. Really? I I didn't get around to seeing it. I've been planning on watching it on demand, and I watched it on Saturday. (laughs) You you lived you lived the the uh, parallel universe that i didn't when you said it i was That's sitting like, here with my hand over my mouth trying not to crack up i'm trying not to laugh his ass off yeah i'm right outside your window <laughs> i watched it at brian's house and he had no idea <laughs> i couldn't hear it the glass but i could watch the visuals <laughs> he became a really good lip reader i still haven't actually seen that one this this week was probably a hard work week for the three of us to share things because we all started NaNoWriMo. Yeah. And probably in last place with you two. It is a pretty nerdy thing. And I watched I, I, I've been talking about wanting to watch Westworld for the past couple episodes and I binged it. I still haven't seen a single episode. But I heard Me either really and cool. I want to. I heard it's it, really cool. Wait till it's over and watch the whole thing. It's it's torture. It's, oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those shows. Like you should just watch it all at once. They're sitting there, like I want to watch it now. Torture. I'm seriously. I watched the new episode last night, and and and, and it, the whole thing was just building up to a cliffhanger. And at the end, I was like, Oh my god! I have to wait another week. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, The Walking Dead. Or it, for me, it's Ash versus Evil Dead. I'm really sad. I didn't see the. I haven't seen any of the last season of Walking Dead, but everyone's already spoiled everything for me. Yep. <laughs> I already know well, what happens. Because last week we sent you to the set, you know, because we knew you were the most behind. So we thought that would help you get caught up. Yeah. Him not realizing Shiva was a tiger was hilarious. I, I, I actually got cell phone reception on my travels. And so I was able to download the podcast and I heard you guys making fun of him about the about the tiger. So, Brian, I, ha- I have a question. Yeah. Where's Anthony? Did we send him out this week? Because I didn't see anything on the books. Anthony, after burning out the portal we spent some time and like you already mentioned (laughs) we spent some time upgrading it you were missing so we upgraded it and added time oh wow really so we we decided we really wanted to get a special guest we wanted to get the doctor on the show so anthony has been traveling through the portal periodically just searching for blue box and rumors of blue box throughout time um he's limited to um, Santa Ana, Orange County, unfortunately. So he has to find the one time that the doctor landed there. So wait, so you're saying he can time travel, but he can only time travel within his city. Yep, it's yes. regional based time travel. <laughs> Anywhere in the multiverse, as long as it's within the same time frame. But well, if you want to time travel, you have to be in your town. 
we may have made a mistake. The portal can't be moved, and we set it up in his house. So whenever he goes into a future or past time, he has to deal with whoever lives in that house at that time period. So, Anthony, how has that been for you? How close are you to finding the doctor? Um, well, it was really weird in the medieval times because people saw the house and started freaking the fuck out because they don't have houses that look like this, apparently. Oh, good lord. Yeah, really upset people. It's not people. supposed to bring the whole house with you. What the hell? Well, yeah, it did. You it did. <laughs> the portal was did not working very yourself? well then. That's not good. The portal was not working very well then. It was you guys messing with this crap. This got me lost. I'm sure I would have been home days ago. Oh, you'll this be fine, good. Michael. This would make for a very fun TV show. I imagine a, a time traveling show where where somebody can only travel in one very specific like region. I would watch <laughs> the shit out of that show. I would watch that. Like I, I pictured it as our version of comic book men. <laughs> <laughs> I like that actually. I like that a lot. I never did get I never did get the answer though, Anthony. Did you find the doctor? Uh no. No. I'm sad. Did you even come across any rumors about blue boxes? Uh, no, not blue boxes. Well, kind of. Somebody said something about blue waffles. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm remiss. I, I, this is me being gone for all that time. You know, years in my in my time. But who who won? Who's nerdy this week? Oh, we have to vote. Wait, oh no, crap! No. That's turning into a thing. We're like not voting on that. Mm-hmm. I gotta fix. We gotta fix that. All right, who won? Um, I am going to vote for. All right, I have a feeling that Jeffrey made his Darth Vader mask thing up on the spot. <laughs> so, <laughs> how dare I, you? He's telling me you're lying, Jeffrey. I no. have an inkling. So that's pretty darn nerdy. So I vote for Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're voting for, for Anthony. <laughs> I vote for Anthony. Watching two. Uh, League of Legends seems duke it out into sudden death and actually kind of getting into it. Yeah, that's Anthony. I, I'm vote my votes for Anthony. Yeah, yeah. You vote for Anthony too, Jeff. Myself. (laughs) You're a traitor. I was hoping that if I voted for your bullshit thing, you would you would send one back to me. But (laughs) (laughs) sucker. Anthony is the true upset here. He wins. (laughs) Get the no prize. I get the no prize. (laughs) Just. uh, I'm so excited. Sit up and wait for it to get there. Should be there anytime. <laughs> anytime now. So, Jeff, uh, why don't you actually tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, kind of what makes you, what, what, how do you get your nerdy? Ah, what a good question that is. Let me ponder that in a moment. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess I come by it naturally. I've always been, you know, like growing up, I always wanted to be, you know, like Captain Kirk and, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, but I also wanted to be like George Lucas and Gene Roddenberry. That so, is awesome. Yeah, so I, I've been I've been writing, you know, as long as I can remember. This has been kind of a way of indulging all of that, you know, kind of coming up with your own hero, anti-hero, and you got to kind of live, got to kind of live that in your head in order to write it. So it's kind of indulging all of those those fantasies and that storytelling urge. Cause it just, I love the idea of being able to, you know, come up with something that people get and that people enjoy. And if I, you know, get a hundredth as much thousandth as much interest as, you know, star Wars or star Trek, anything like that, you know, that's just, 
that's insane. And it's, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback so far, including, you know, from you guys and, and really getting the sarcasm and the humor of it. And, you know, just people who get it is just, just really gratifying. So that's, you know, that's why I do it. That's good. When, when, when you said, um, when you said we're getting good feedback from us, I want to point out to um, Michael and Anthony, I don't know if they've noticed, but we got quoted on uh, <laughs> Jeff's on Jeff's webpage. We did yeah. <laughs> on his splash page. The I'm hooked and I want more quote is what I said on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That is that is wicked. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're that we're one not- step closer to being Internet famous. We're not affiliated with your comic. We're not. We're not being sponsored or anything like that. We just. Um, I discovered it at a con and um, been pushing it as hard as I possibly can because I wanted to get you on because it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So your your comic your comic is Frontiers and it follows. So just in that little preview issue, we got introduced to Kieran Murphy. Mm-hmm. I I have to know is his sense of humor based on yours? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, yeah, he's me. You know, every, every sort of, I write a lot, I've written a lot of different stuff and it all tends to revolve around some version of, you know, some sarcastic, arrogant bastard, which is me in a nutshell, (laughs) you know, and he's like, he's kind of taller and better looking and probably braver than I am. But yeah, the the humor, (laughs) the humor is definitely mine. Don't forget younger. Is he younger? <laughs> no, we're both 29, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a little younger. Oh, only o- only, a, a, only by a bit. Just just a few Practically days. twins. Well, if you're the author, can't you just make him older? Yeah, if I wanted to be an idiot, sure. Sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> burn on Anthony. Damn. <laughs> Well, here's the here's the thing. I think I think everybody who passes thirty pretty much start stops aging around thirty. So, and emotionally, I'm like fourteen. So, <laughs> he's actually older than he probably you know. If you took my average, he's older than he's right. He's right in there actually. He's right around where I should be. <laughs> he's a good sick median. Exactly. Not at all where I'm at, but where I should be. Where I picture myself at, which is wildly self delusional, but whatever. <laughs> That's okay. We'll all understand that. Yeah. I mean, you but, I mean look who you're talking to. <laughs> we all have issues here. Sick, big <laughs> issues. Well, Jeff, I, I too enjoy the writing, as, as you could tell by me being the writer of said podcast. Wh- where do you get your writing style? I, I, I found your particular um, ability to include humor into the story very intriguing. And I, I like the fact that y- you are able to um, to tell a story through humor and jokes. And it kind of got me wondering, like, who are your um, inspirations? Where do you look to get your writing style from? I don't know if I can cite anything specific. I tend to really, like comedy-wise, gravitate towards shows that sort of create their own little bit of heightened reality like like community probably one of my favorite shows of all time i loved that show, show? oh yeah community um community it was on tv i don't know if you know what that is oh yeah no 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 okay watch the good show <laughs> i love community that show was so good like community I, I, like I 30 rock i didn't watch it i didn't um, watch it they you haven't watched D and D episode. No, my oh, yeah. my um my Harmon um experience is Harmon Quest and Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I love Rick and Morty, and Harmon Quest is awesome. Oh, there's just something note. about community, how just everything came together, just the casting and the writing, and there's just it's like this. There are occasional perfect moments in time, and I yeah, think that's that a great is great show. Funny. Yeah, I think the yeah, cast think are amazing together. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a lot of people don't give enough credit to casting because it can really make or break something. Like Friends, if Friends had been. You know, I think even one of those people with yeah, someone just change, else. change one person and yeah. the entire show is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 30 Rock, I think, is kind of the same way. I really loved that show. Moonlighting from, you know, the 1980s. That's probably where it all started because Bruce Willis's character was, you know, kind of kind of Teflon. Nothing really, nothing ever really got him down. Nothing stuck to him. He always had a wise crack and being in my formative years at that point, I think I really took that to heart just as an individual. And so I think the writing style just evolves out of that. So we can expect, we can expect Kieran and your comic to marry the main female protagonist after a few issues and then you'll cancel the whole thing. (laughs) I'm going to wait three seasons. (laughs) Who's going to fuck up everything. God bless him. And then it's just all going to spiral down the drain. But for the first three seasons, Oh, it's going to be good. It's good. No, I've it's it's I've got it. I I look at it because originally uh, Frontiers was a pilot script that I wrote, and so because that's that kind of writing is what I know best. Um, so I've got I have the story mapped out through through like a first season right now in television terms, and well into a second, and I and that's like really like outlined. I have kind of the larger arc. You know, I know where where it all begins and ends. So you got all the important stuff done. All the important stuff done. You see, it wasn't intended. You never really originally intended it to come out in a in a comic or graphic novel uh, format. What pushed you to making it into that format? Well, I think I mean I think it's a great writer driven, creator driven format. I mean, you know, like you get you have a really great sense of control, and you can take it you know where you want to go. And I've been able to do this. You know, on my own, I haven't I haven't had a need to like crowdfunded or anything like that, um, which I, I think, you know, I think crowdfunding is great. And I probably will at some point, but I like to be able just to kind of create this thing and, and have it come to like a completed point and say, here, look at this and just kind of have it just pop out fully formed to an audience. Um, what was the question? <laughs> well, so it's, it's, so kind of what you were saying was. The, the the ability to freeform it and to mold it better into what you wanted to want it to be was re, was what pushed you towards making it into a comic format. Yeah, I just yeah the control factor and also especially with genre stuff you don't get a crack at other mediums like like movies or television or anything like that until it's proved itself in a different medium. No, you know every there are, you know all the studios are owned by four corporations and nobody wants to take a chance on anything unless it's proved itself elsewhere. So I think that's, that's just the natural genesis of most anything like this, especially if you're like me, you're a writer who's not established. So this is pretty much a good ground. It's a good ground floor to start on. And it's, it's, it does show, I mean, with comics just basically ruling the movies at the moment. I mean, Dr. Strange just came out and it's, I'm doing great. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So yeah, it would be a good uh, ground floor, and are you, you're 
you're not doing the art on this one. You're just doing the writing, right? Correct. Correct. You're working with, I was on the page. I have to scroll back down. You're working with <laughs> Caesar Adrian Carascal and Sarah Allegra. Yes. How does that work? Like, um, do you write first? Do they paint first? How is that? No, I write it? first. And then he, he adapted the script to the visuals. And then oh, okay. he sends, he sends me kind of rough drawings and I have notes. And um, then he goes back and, and completes them and inks them. And then we move on. So it's very similar to storyboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With him, when you send it off to your the artist, do you give them a very specific thought for your imaging? Or do you give them like kind of a vague blank uh, uh, slate and then build it up as they go? Or There are certain aspects that I saw pretty clearly the in the beginning of the um, of the first issue there uh murphy's murphy's wardrobe is very uh, has sort of neo edwardian overtones uh that was something that i that i wanted to be sure to include the other characters that have that we haven't seen yet in the um preview but we will see in in the completed first issue i had some very specific thoughts on the looks of some of the characters and things like that but uh you know well, i look to an artist to really be that visual interpreter because um, I don't quite, I don't quite think in those terms. Uh, so having somebody who can go in and read the, read it and really kind of envision that world and and bring it to life is really important. And that's what I'd been looking for for a long time. I've been trying to do this as a graphic novel for a for a while, and I'd gone down the road with several different artists, and for various reasons, it sort of evaporated. And then I found I found him earlier this year. And it's been it's been really good as far as as finally getting to this point. All right. So <laughs> Frontiers is the journey of this guy, Karen Murphy, who's, according to the first page of the comic, is going to eventually <laughs> destroy humanity. Yes. <laughs> and he works. Whoa, for spoilers. <laughs> I said I was going to spoil it. They, they, they have to read the damn thing before they start. It's their own. It's fault. the first page. Come on. Yes. Yeah, um, it's in the preview. Oh, no, I'm going better. I'm, I'm spoiling more. Um, <laughs> so he's working for this mysterious guy named the curator. Now, I've, I've been nerding out over this comic, so I have to ask these questions. Okay. So I dug a little bit more into your little previews of what's going to happen. And I have to ask this question because I found a buzzword and I want to know what the hell this means. <laughs> so please, please tell me, what is the chip portion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Frontiers is set about 100 years from now. Corporations run everything. Sound familiar? From <laughs> the government to the military to everything, uh, the people are placated and sort of kept distracted by technology. And there is something called the mind's eye, which is a chip in your head. So it's like a, you know, a DVR and everything else, and it's the way that people interact socially. It's how they entertain themselves. It's how they work. Uh, so everything is, you're pretty, pretty much done from home. You know, you kind of, it's a little bit like that idiocracy thing, you know, with the chair that's also a toilet. It's kind of like that. But there are people who find ways around, there, there are certain drugs that you can take to dampen the, the hold that the chip has on you, things like this. And there are some people who will seek out uh, certain back alley doctors to take out the chip and then... They, uh, the people who have the chips taken out will kind of find a way off Earth to 
outer colonies that are not set up in that way. They're, you know, more traditional societies. Um, and the chip abortion is the, the surgery <laughs> involved in having that chip illegally removed from your brain. Oh, I like that. That, that is, that is actually a really neat story idea. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thinking of writing it up. <laughs> or something. I'm thinking about making it, you know, I think about, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of turning it into a thing, you know, maybe a comic. What do you work? I like to mix my ballet with my epic poetry, so maybe I'll do something there. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll go there. It's cool. <laughs> We're asking specific questions and trying to get specific answers. This curator kind of character <laughs> we've not seen yet. Yes. He is apparently looking for the body of Michael Jackson. He is, he is, uh, has sent Murphy. Out. Okay. So the curator is a, he, he collects many different things, things of historical value and otherwise. And he often utilizes people like Murphy to go out as procurement agents to retrieve certain items that he wants to add. And he, Murphy is, he's, um, He's a deserter from the army. He was he was shanghaied into this horrific war, uh, lost half a leg, and eventually went AWOL. And mm-hmm. so he's been kind of living on the fringes ever since and very kind of a hand-to-mouth sort of existence. He gets asked by the curator to go procure Michael Jackson's bones. And this is this is like a really great opportunity for him because you get in good with someone like the curator, that's kind of steady work. There's a little bit of respect involved because this is a name that opens doors uh, and kind of leaves people a little bit in fear. So if he does a good job on this, you know, maybe he's in and it doesn't go well. Nope. And, <laughs> so no. he's, he's feeling a little screwed by, by the end of the preview there. But yeah, the, you know, there was, was I think back in the nineties where Michael Jackson was trying to buy the elephant man's bones. Yeah. yeah so it's a little bit is of that a real thing. That was, I believe that was a real thing. And if it's not, it is now. Um, <laughs> I made it a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to it. Uh, so yeah, it was a little bit of a takeoff on that, but there's, there's more to it than what you see in, what, you, what you'll see in the first issue. But yeah, that's, this is sort of his, uh, you know, his trial by fire to see if he can pull this off. And then it, it ends in a really sad, ugly way. I noticed something very specific about the comic, and I'm and I'm curious about this. Um, there is not a lot of color; it's mostly black and white, from what I could tell, except for the very few times that there is color used. And anytime the color is used, it's extremely vibrant and really draws your eye to it. Um, yeah. Such as in the case of like blood or the laser beam or fire, um, that the color gets very vibrant and really takes over the imagery the image of what's happening while everything else is generally black and white and kind of just monotone. Um, I happen to like that. I think it's very, I think it's very, um, it's a very creative way to really draw your eye towards important um, plot devices. And it may, and it kind of got me thinking the art style and, and since you're not the one drawing it, uh, how much say do you have in how things are going to come out looking I have total say. I have absolute control. Adrian does the, you know, does the pen and ink, so it all comes to me black and white. I like that aesthetic because uh, I think it's just a very sort of a clean, crisp thing. And then I go through and I decide where 
color should be, whether it's full color or spot color, like the first the first page where you have this this flash forward reveal that Murphy you know ends up destroying the Earth and he's sort of this this uh, you know creepy looking half alien hybrid thing. Um, I knew I wanted that all to be color. I knew I wanted that to be very vivid and very solid. The rest of it, I really want to use the color to denote areas where emotion is intensifying, where the where the action or the stakes are intensifying. You know, I, I not not to do it to sort of key the key the reader because it's obvious what's going on there. You know, they're smart enough to figure that out, but just to to underscore it and to, and to break it up a little bit. If it was if it was all color, to me that would be kind of dull. If it was all black and white, that would be kind of dull. I've seen you know both of those done, and and I really just like that. I like the idea of mixing it up, and then the very last frame of the preview is Murphy walking up this hill towards his ship and it's silhouetted and there's this kind of sunset that I I really loved the idea of your first view of the ship being this sort of, you know, this silhouetted image. So yeah, definitely like to use it for effect. And I think the, the feedback again that I've got has been really good. Um, I think it works pretty well. Oh yeah. I, like I just said, I love that. I, yeah. I don't see a lot. Of, I don't read a lot of comics, but the few I have seen don't do that very often. The mixing of black and white and color, but the way it's done, I um, I actually really liked it. I thought it was an extremely intelligent art choice. Ooh, thank you. It it really <laughs> promotes a, a deep inflection for me on on just emphasis for like mood surprise in, in in a couple of the frames from the preview. And I I like Andy said a really beautiful choice. I think it's great. I think one of the best examples of that is near the end of the exchange between Karen and the guy he's going to do the deal with. There's a zoom in on his face and you can see the flames behind him just by a little gradient. It's very subtle. And there's a choice to just make his eye blue in that shot. And it really gets your attention. You 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 get more emotion from that little bit of splash color. So well done. Yeah, that yeah. sucks me well in. Well done, working with your artists. I, and I all that, to... all the coloring is uh, Sarah Allegra, and she is my wife, and she is an awesome photographer. And she does like this mix of photography and digital art. Uh, and she's like completely self-taught in Photoshop and just all this, all this amazing stuff. And I, you know, every time I come to her and I'm like, can you do this? And it's like, oh, Jesus. But then she <laughs> does it, and it's like so gorgeous how she does it and she's really you know the the way like that kind of gradation of the of the flame you know in reflection and things like that you know all that's her and she shows me and i'm like "Eh, a little bit here or something like this and then she doesn't like oh yeah that's perfect or like the my favorite thing is there's a part where um thorn is the is the guy who's selling the bones that murphy is dealing with and uh, things go south and murphy cracks him across the face with a briefcase and there's this blood splatter mm-hmm. and it splatters onto the page and off to the, off the edge of the page. Um, and we were working, you know, just the blood splatter that you'd get if you got hit in the face with a briefcase in the course of, you know, kind of doing that. It's like, Oh wow, that looks really cool off the page. And and so we kept it that way. And I just love that. Cause it kind of, it, it no pun intended bleeds out of the page or you know, out of the comic onto the page. Mm. And I love little stuff like that. And like, you know, something that 
kind of bleeds outside the outside the frame a little bit and almost almost into the world of the reader. And so like little just little subtle touches like that. I yeah, think small really, fourth wall breaks. Yeah. I think it really makes it I, I think it makes it cool. I really like it. I like that kind of stuff. Just as a person. And a human being. As a human <laughs> being. <laughs> Now, listeners, if you're interested in checking out Sarah Allegra's beautiful fantasy photography, go to sarahdreams.com, and that's Sarah with an H. Yes, and sarahallegra.com, also Sarah with an H and Allegra with two L's. Um, that's like her entire, like, you know, all of her work. The Sarah Dreams site is kind of like a sampler platter, but the, but the Sarah Allegra site also is like just everything ever, and it's just... She is just, I, I say this objectively, she does really amazingly stunning work. Just, you know, just sort of like mythic and ethereal dreamlike stuff. Are you like a, a big comics fan or is it, or is this just like you falling into it as, as your, as your foundation work for, for the story? I'm falling into it as my foundation work for the story. It's I've, I've, you know, I wish I could say that I follow them more closely than I do, but I, you know, I, I recognize how great it is as a genre and how much, like I said, of an auteur sort of medium it is. And that's, that really draws me. And I think that's really great. The indie stuff that people do in just telling stories they want to tell. That's, that's really the biggest reason I'm doing this is this is a story I've been, you know, I've been working on this since, you know, I was a kid basically um, in one form or another. And it's just really morphed into a story that I just want to tell, you know, I'm not, this is not a profit venture. This is not anything other than this is a character I want to, I want to work with and I want to get out there. This is a story I want to tell. And if other people, you know, like it and enjoy it, that's fantastic. But if no one gives a damn, then at least I, was able to put out there what I wanted in the way I wanted to. And I think that's all you can really do. I mean, you, I don't, I think if you try to anticipate what an audience wants, uh, you know, I think you're just screwed. So I think <laughs> all you can really do is just be true to your creative self and, you know, hope that people like it. Yeah. And you always got to try to tell your story. Everyone's <laughs> got a story to tell. Just not everybody decides to tell them. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, I really believe that. I think everybody's got something and, I feel bad for people who, you know, don't find a way to do it. Oh, trust me, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you on a whole other level, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> These characters, I mean, I know we only saw them for probably all of like, what, 26 frames, I think, was in the, the preview. That wasn't even all of them, obviously, because there's going to be more issues coming out, hopefully. But the ones that we did see and future ones that would be coming out, are any of them based on real people or maybe um, character or other characters in pop culture that you particularly like? Are you, are you drawing from reality to create these characters? No, no, not really. Murdy Murphy's a little bit based on me just as personality wise. And the sort of the initial genesis of the whole thing was, you know, the influence of Stuff I love, like, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Buck Rogers, um, Battlestar Galactica, 24. You know, it's all just... Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. I used, I used to get up on Sunday mornings and watch, uh, you know, they used to run the old serials, the ones from the 30s, on, on cable. And I really loved those. I still love those. I think those are fun. Um, wow. But there's, 
yeah, you've never seen that. You're, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. I'm, um, I'm 27. I know, I know. There's this thing called a DVD. You should look into it. We didn't get a DVD player until they're like, hey, Blu-ray comes out next year. Yeah. Star Wars Star Wars was based on serials. Yeah, it was it was really influenced by Flash Gordon serials, especially, which was the same, you know, Buster Crab was the same actor who did the Buck Rogers serials. But like, you know, 24, I love. I you know, I love the relentless pace of that, and that's kind of what I've tried to do as I'm mapping out frontiers, is I want that sort of constant forward motion where there's almost too much story to go into the space, but also inject it with with that humor because i because i don't know i'm certainly not someone who when things get really awful i'll still be cracking jokes and it's more (laughs) gallows humor than anything else but you know i like that kind of character and so i kind of wanted to mix that into that sort of you know that sort of 24 paradigm where it's always in forward motion or like the transporter um that you know those those movies especially the first one i kind of look at murphy as that guy but not as far along so he's not quite as self-assured he doesn't quite have it as much together but he's got he's that guy who's got that kind of thing in him he's not the transporter he is not the transporter but you'll get there one day (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i think a lot of things are an amalgam of of all the influences that you bring together but not based on any one specific thing okay so you you did a a big like Steam pot amalgamation of just a lot of the the, the storyline and, and genre aspects and just threw them all into this one comic and said, read it. Yeah. <laughs> Which exactly. I am completely fine with because, you know, I wa- I didn't watch the 1930s serials for Buck Rogers, but I did see the, the like the 70s and 80s Buck. I, I did see a lot of uh, old Flash Gordon stuff. Love me some Star Wars. Twenty four. I actually really did love the love the pace for twenty four. It was great. Transporter is some of my favorite uh, some of my favorite movies because <laughs> I I actually like Jason Statham a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it, just all those aspects coming together in that comic, I think, would just be a very beautiful steam pot for all of this. <laughs> so I got a I got a question. Did you record? Did you actually create this as a pilot? Because I found it on IMDb. I did. Last year, I shot a short film that is sort of a prequel to the start of the comic. Um, and at the time, I had done it with the thought of using it as a centerpiece for a uh, crowdfunding campaign. Hmm. And it's basically kind of like um, an interview piece with Murphy's character and his live action. I, I was I was pretty happy with with how it turned out, but it ended up being about eighteen minutes long. I think when it was finally edited, and there's a lot of stuff in there, and there's a lot of sort of Easter eggs about uh, like once all of this is done, you could look back on it and go, oh, that's they were laying the groundwork for that here, and this was a foundation for that there and stuff. But I think it was asking a lot of an audience to to stick through you know, with a transient sort of short attention spans that everybody has asking them to stick through for 18 minutes seemed like a lot. So I cut it down to what is currently on the website. I destroy humanity.com. And it's, uh, it's called uh, war stories. It's about eight minutes now. And it kind of hits the highlights of that prequel interview. 
and, oh. and it continues to have many sort of Easter eggs in it and, and hints about what's to come. We'll, we'll make sure everything gets linked on the Facebook page. <laughs> so yeah, I shouldn't yeah, repeat I mean, my website over and over again? Oh, you can, you, you'll have an opportunity to – oh, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> it, It's not like we haven't mentioned it a hundred times on the podcast anyway. Well, what's, wrong, what's wrong with 102? Really? Yeah. You're the only URL of any guest we've had that I can't get out of my memory. <laughs> and well, Brian so thought I was addicted. Yours was taken, I guess. Yeah. So, Brian, who's addicted now? <laughs> I, I said from the start that I was hooked on this story and I just want more. I, I get like this with comics that I think comics are way too short. Yeah. And um, this little preview issue was the worst tease ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already having withdrawals on it because that was good. <laughs> I, just watched, I just read that little preview online and I'm like, okay, so when's the drop date? I need some more, man. Come on. Don't hold out on me. <laughs> well, I booked myself into two comic cons and had only half the art. I'm like, okay, so how do we solve this problem? <laughs> I know. So I got, I got one more question on topic before we open a can, can of worms of Jeff Rashley. Okay. Um, do you, so this was your first venture into this, into a comic. It seems to look really great and realized. And um, you're moving forward from there. Do you have any advice for people who want to do the same thing as you that are like, I want to write a comic. He did it. I want to do it. Jesus, I need I need advice from other people. <laughs> I have no idea what to tell anybody other than just you know keep at it. I guess I wish I I wish I had the artist's ability to do it myself. That would be amazing. Um, trying to find an artist is incredibly difficult. Uh, I don't know how people do it other than they you know travel in circles that allow them to make friendships with people that they can really kind of partner up with like that. I just you just got to keep at it until you get where you want to go. Well, with you, it seems like you were flexible, and you wanted to you wanted to write it as a as a TV pilot, and then you were like, "This would work really good as a comic," and I have the opportunity to do that. So, the advice you're basically giving is write your story and then look for opportunities to do with it what you can do with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's all. You know, that's all you can do. And if you're, you know, if you have the ability to to shoot it yourself, that's awesome. Um, if it, you know, if it's something that's in a visual medium like that, I thought about doing it as a radio show or, you know, as a podcast kind of thing, like um, a radio serial. Yeah. Yeah. If you, do, knows. if you do <laughs> decide to do any radio serial tie-ins to that, uh -huh. please let us know. That sounds like something we would like to be involved in. Okay. Very much, very much so. Yeah, that would be cool. I miss those radio shows, those old radio dramas. Well, somebody I found on YouTube, somebody actually posted a lot of old radio serials. Like, I found the old radio serials for The Green Hornet oh, and for The Shadow. Those are so <laughs> cool. My grandparents used to listen to them a lot. Um, I remember driving out to Montana, my grandpa would listen to them in the car, and I always thought they were so cool. Yeah, they are. I, I, it's really great because it, it's, like uh, it's like an old school Audible account. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> That is such a millennial statement. Shut the it fuck is. up, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Comparing radio dramas it's to like Audible. an old school Audible account. <laughs> trying to understand the world and the terms he has. Come on, I'm oh. reaching out to the no. millennials who have no interest in old in in the old system of things because I like that stuff. I listen to the radio. I like radio dramas. I read books on paper. 
and not <laughs> and not in an ironic way. <laughs> not in an ironic way. I don't have a curly mustache and a beard. <laughs> And I don't read books right. in a coffee shop. All right, Jeff, are you ready for us to open up the can of Jeff Ashley to open up that can of worms? If you're ready for it, Wait, are we <laughs> the can of Jeff Ashley. We're opening up his can. Uh, uh, <laughs> this got dirty real quick. I'm not standing up. You know, have <laughs> oh, God. Bend right. down and touch your toes. I'm going to show you where the wild goose goes. We're going to butter your bread. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get scared. All right, yeah. children, children. Are, are, are <laughs> we ready? To, are we ready to ask the question? Because I'm, I'm ready to ask the question. All right, because you're older than us. Fine, Brian. Yes. All right, Jeff. You have a professional relationship with Ryan Stiles from Whose Line Is It Anyway? I do. Yes. Wait, really? wait, 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 wait. You, what? <laughs> I pers- I purposely did not tell them this. Oh, no. okay. You know Ryan Styles? Shock and surprise. Uh, <laughs> if anyone can know Ryan Styles, sure. <laughs> He's one of my heroes. I love Sorry. that guy. <laughs> yes, I my my day job that I I you know make money at when I'm not not making money at comic books is uh, managing actors. <gasps> I mean, oh, wow, really? That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> and he is he is one of our clients. Has been for many many years. That's a really cool job, actually. Do people still I call think. him Lewis? No. <laughs> no. Okay. What, a, what a dumb question. Gary shows <laughs> it's all it's all about whose line. It's all about improv these days. Yeah. Well, that's fine because uh, I actually saw him on whose line before I saw him on Drew Carey. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I I love his ability to improv. I think he and I, I heard he's a really nice guy. So he's a very nice guy, and he's just just amazing how easily he slips into that. You know, that improv thing. It's just, it's not like he's, he's not always on like in like a, you know, an annoying sort of way. It's just, that's who he is. He does have, he, Very so quick. it's not like he has a switch. He just knows how, he just knows when to do it and not. Yeah. It's just so kind of, in a, I mean, it's just, when you have a conversation with him, it's a fast conversation. It's a funny conversation. Um, and you know, he's not, he doesn't feel the need to make you laugh for approval. If he's, if he's interjecting something, it's just fucking funny. Oh, know? that's good. <laughs> that's good but yeah so, watch those guys and they do you know they do who's uh who's line as a show and then four of the guys also do like touring and stuff and those are a lot of fun too i don't know if you've ever been to one of their live shows no i've I would watched love them. To go to one of i've shows. watched them online but i've never been yeah um never been they're they actually have some dates coming up in southern california they got down at costa mesa coming up i think in the next week or two Ooh. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, Ryan and usually Greg Proops and oh. Joel Murray and, um, Jeff Davis. They're usually, Oh, the, I like Jeff Davis. Kind of the core four. Yeah. Very, yeah. a whole, whole closet full of shiny suits that Jeff Davis, um, <laughs> very shiny suits. I love it. Shiny, but, shiny uh, suits. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, the shows are really great. Um, the the and they call it who's live. Oh, uh, but it, but. that's the thing for whose line. I have been trying to get tickets to go see a recording, and like I've never had like I. <laughs> do they very, do they record very limited or what? They record. Yeah, they only do like probably ten recording nights in a year. 
and then the shows are edited into uh, episodes from all the stuff they get on those nights. Oh wow! So do they do multiple episodes in a night? Oh yeah, yeah. They'll uh, they'll do like one taping that's a few hours long, um, and they will cut several shows from from the tapings. Okay, oh. they, they really I, got an amazing system of being I, able to pull it together. Yeah, I was really curious about that because I remember because we DVR them at my house, uh-huh. and I remember watching one like two. I had two favorite episodes, and they were like weeks apart. And I watched that the first one. And I was like, "Oh, that's such a good episode." And then I went to my other favorite one that came out weeks later, and I and I watched that, and I noticed Ryan and Wayne Brady were both wearing the same shirts they had wore. Uh, and it, like they were the same clothes from in those two episodes and they were weeks apart. So I was like, yeah, how do they do that? <laughs> it's like Gilligan's Island. They all just have one, one wardrobe. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They should totally do that. If they were Gilligan's Island, who would be Gilligan? Oh, I know who I think it would be. <laughs> oh well, my God. Probably the, like That's the, funny. you know, like whoever's the, the rotating fourth that week. Or maybe maybe Colin. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I totally thought Colin. <laughs> that question, Michael. What? The all fuck? right. <laughs> of all the characters of Who's Line, who? <laughs> I'm a nerd. What did you expect? That's beyond nerd. That's into like it's in the time know, for God's sake. He he came back from the upside down, and he didn't have the same protective suit we sent you with, Anthony. <laughs> His brain is slightly damaged. Plus, I I almost got frostbite in this world where dragons and a dude with a horned helmet that shouts a lot was. I I met the Ghostbusters. Okay, new new rule: you are not allowed to use Skyrim in any improv. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse, man, it all exists somewhere, and I found I was unfortunate to find the one where it exists. I objectively, I I objectively deny your premise. Too late, (laughs) it's out there, man. You weren't there, I was. All right, yeah. One more hat that I got to mention because you are an interesting fellow, and I want to bring this up. So you are a (laughs) photographer, yes, and um, you take nude photos. You're not nude. The models are. Yes. Oh, there goes my hopes. I'm used to wearing pants. <laughs> and um, you have some of the most whimsical and entertaining nude photos I have ever seen. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how to talk about this on a podcast. I just wanted to compliment you. Well, thank you. Um, I laughed for about I laughed for about five minutes straight when I first opened his webpage and saw the uh, photo of a mo- of a nude model holding a sock puppet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> re- resend that link. <laughs> it's um, unsinimage.com. Um, unsin image, with yeah. two ends. Yeah, UN like United Nations, S I N N like sin with an extra N. Image, all one word. dot com. And it's a very racy website, so yes. open with your own discretion. Not it's, safe for anything. Yeah. Honestly, when Brian said he wanted to compliment your your photography, I have half expected to be like the naked people were nice. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like swell guys and gals and people of all nations. I I had to I had to explain to my girlfriend that there's nothing wrong with me looking at this webpage. <laughs> the show, honey, come on. Yeah, well, I'm hey, going to know our our guest. What good am I? I'm also a photographer for my myself, and I. 
um, as a study went through, they released the the retrospective of every Playboy cover ever shot. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, so I spent a long time studying them, and I got a phone call go- going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's for school, I swear. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. I don't, want you, I don't want you to see me like this. <laughs> Leave me to my shame. In research mode. Yeah, it. I'm gonna um, research so hard <laughs> for science. How? <laughs> I, I I I am speechless. All right, so Jeff Jeff <laughs> is. <laughs> That's my I'm not going to edit any of this out. It's just he's just gonna go. Like, they'll know when he's reached the end of his. Research air quote session. Uh, right? no, 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 <laughs> when they hear him go, science. <laughs> I want to say that forever now. <laughs> what are you doing, yeah. bathroom, sweetie? Research. <laughs> I think we're end. ready to science. wrap up. I think we're ready to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we offended Brian. Yeah, I think oh. we're. Re- no, you didn't offend me. I'll, <laughs> I'll get revenge. I just, I just put stuff deep down inside um <laughs> I, what That's do i expect i mentioned nude photography to a couple of toddlers <laughs> and the show just erupts in giggling for for five minutes <laughs> hey, hey hey i toddle so hard <laughs> oh geez yeah. all right jeff i'm 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 hijacking michael um so first stuff is there anything you want to promote on our show what is there anything you want to promote to just wrap up i think uh i think we've done a pretty good job you know i got i got my comic got the photography um i'm a sagittarius can you rattle off your (laughs) urls and and um contact information uh yeah uh the the main frontiers website which every you know that's the nexus to everything. So if you, you know, what the social media, all that stuff, that's all there. I destroy humanity.com. Uh, photography is unsenimage.com. Um, Instagram and Facebook are I destroy humanity. Twitter is humanity go boom <laughs> because <laughs> I destroy humanity was literally one letter too fucking long. Yep. But See, Anthony knows that problem. Could have had a clean sweep there, but not so much. Um, and like I said, I've got the uh, I have the, I'm working on the last half of the first issue art right now, and hopefully that will be up and out in probably the next two weeks. Keep post so uh, you'll you'll keep posted through your your Twitter and your website. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, if anyone wants to be out. part of the mailing list, they can email me. It's Jeff. At idestroyhumanity.com. It's G E O F F. Geoff. Geoff. Yes. My name is Jeff. <laughs> yes. For the uneducated masses, yes. This is Geoff. Those who don't know how to pronounce words. Leave the uh, Europeans alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Going to yeah. be at the, uh, I know I'm going to be at the Long Beach Comic Expo in February 2017. Don't know where I'll be between now and then. I mean, I'll be around the house, but you know. <laughs> Where's that for our listeners so they can find you? 
<laughs> need a specific address. I live out back behind your mom. What? No, no, we've gone so long. I didn't say anybody. Chick burn. Pew, pew, yeah. pew. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Kill the bald one. All right. I, I'm, I'm glad I started wrap up five minutes early because we're on time now. <laughs> Strict taskmaster. Excellent. Anthony. I still have the marks. It's cool. What do you got coming up? What are your projects that you want to share? Uh, I'm just writing. I don't know. I sound really depressed. I'm writing. It's no, awesome. my book is depressing. Okay. You ever get to that point where you're writing something and you're like, God, I really fucking hate the thing I'm writing right now. <laughs> share the share the um, share the topic again for Jeff and our listeners that haven't heard it. Um, so I'm writing a story for NaNoWriMo. It's NaNoWriMo um, about a father who uh, lost a child and he turned to drinking to deal with it. And I'm just kind of writing a story of how his uh, alcoholism is slowly destroying his life. Mm. Yeah, we went from very hilarious to super <laughs> fucking serious. Wow, wow. And why are you doing this? I'm so sad now. Well, because I actually happen to be a bereaved father who did lose uh, not one, but two children over the uh, the last like five years. Actually, this month on the 30th will be my first son's fifth birthday. birthday. He's, a, he's our special little guy. So it's very funny that this book is being written this month because it's very um That's very close to home for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like a giant like I, I don't know what you would call it, like a giant like closer? I don't, I don't know what the fuck you would call to, it. To alleviate any more confusion, he's writing it for NaNoWriMo, which is National Write a Novel Month. Yeah. Uh, Got to get 50,000 words done by the end of the month. Yeah, we all decided to take this challenge on. Yeah. Yeah. You'll edit this part out, right? <laughs> what part? The part where it all just kind of came crashing down. No, 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 no. We get, we get. I knew we were having fun. You have to. You, you. <laughs> it, it comes crashing down when you've been laughing too long. So yeah. it just has to happen. This I'm going to edit out pause. a lot of the pauses, but the 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 yeah. bummer part will still be there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you can always. Count. <laughs> it's your Any show. Notes. So you got nothing else coming up, Anthony? <laughs> nothing uh, at all. Think so. I mean, nothing they're, tomorrow. They're, we're going. We're going to like medieval times for your birthday, but like that's nothing worth noting. That's not special. <laughs> Burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. You so, son um, of a bitch. I'm doing that too. I guess going to medieval times to hang out with the the Michael over here. What yeah. about you, Michael? Nothing. Clearly, no. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday is special. <laughs> Like Anthony said, we're uh, some of us, a couple of us are getting together. We're going to go to Medieval Times for my birthday. I'm going to watch guys on horses hit stuff with swords. <laughs> That's the I'm also I'm also part of Nanoramo. I'm working on my story, The I, Honey Games. Yes, the working title of The Honey Games. Did you really call it that? It's the working title. I'm going to think. Of, I'm going to think of something else. Which it's The Honey Games because it's based on you know what happens after a queen dies in a bee colony, but with people. <laughs> then I'm going to write a kid's book that's actually the Honey Games, and it's going to be the Hunger Games with bees. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tr- watch me, and my kid's going to be scarred. Um, I'm, putting a, I'm, pu- I'm personally putting a sot to this. No, you're not. 
no, no, I'm doing this. It's going to be a kid's book, and you're going to see a bee with long braided hair holding the stinger of another dead, uh, eviscerated bee, and it's just stabbing the hell out of another bee with this severed stinger. Yes. See, I told you, if we let the if we let the mood drop, it comes right back up. It's fine. <laughs> You're gonna be the reason that the government finally decides to like make people get licenses to have kids. <laughs> so I support this. <laughs> so I got um application for a child to uh, get another child. Why? Um in 2016, you said on a podcast you're writing a children's book about a bee stabbing another bee viciously with another bee severed stinger. <laughs> yeah, what's your point? <laughs> Was that all you yeah. had, Michael? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Uh, you knew. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a one-trick pony. Let's do this. <laughs> so, so me. Yes, I, Brad, What do you? I um. Okay, so a few just nerdy <laughs> things. I'm getting caught up on Black Mirror. I still need to watch that. Yeah. Mm. Getting caught up on Black Mirror. Uh, watched some pretty mind-bending stuff last night. There were a few that amused me and a couple that just sent me into the darks of depths of despair. Oh, Brian, I'm sorry. That's that's the reason why I'm just laughing quietly in the background while Anthony is telling his story of woe. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what pain is, little boy. <laughs> yes. I am working on my NaNoWriMo. I have... What am I at? 363 words out of 50,000, and it's been a week. Wait, you only did 363? Only did 300. I told you from the start, I don't give a shit if I finish. I'm just participating. I'm I a- think I'm in first place. You are. I'm literally at 350 <laughs> words. 212 of those words are vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm a little under 2,000 away from 10,000. Well, you're you're. I think you're the only one of us that's like writing linearly. So you're actually yeah. you you actually have a story in mind where we don't really. <laughs> I know what my general concept is, but I'm still having to make it up and go. You're like I'm doing this. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. I interrupted you. Go back to your thing. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just NaNoWriMo and geeky shows. Um. Oh, I'm I'm going along. I'm going to um Palm Springs Comic Con on the nineteenth. That's supposed to be a, a nice little con, right? Yeah. We can uh, talk about that after this call. You know what? I say, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. I just, I heard one of our, one of our guests um, said they were going there and I was like, I'll check that out. That sounds cool. It's a cheap little con. It looks like it. So yeah, I don't have a clue. I don't know who's going to be there. I it ends up being like a, a, it's like a, a hidden, uh, a hidden haven for the who's who of, of geekdom. And you're just like, I saw so many people there. It's another one of those dingy little cons that I go to so many of them that they're going to have. They're going to have celebrities that you've never heard of and a few that you may have. But they're like they were they were four when they did their role and you don't know their name. And there's going to be vendors and there's going to be panels on how to put buttons on cosplay. I mean. (laughs) Nothing against that con. I don't know what they're really going to have, but that's my my bitter my bitter breakdown of every little com- every little Comic Con I've ever been to. I'm going to laugh if Beaver Cleaver walks on out. Hey kids, remember me? I was walking by awesome. and saw I was walking by at a con and I saw a sign for a panel and it was how to do miniature paintings on on buttons for cosplay. 
and that I was like, sounds interesting. Well, that sounds pretty awesome, but that's so niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like three people sign up for it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael, you go ahead and take over. I'm done. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Jeff, uh, you gave, you gave your, your email, right? You want to give it one more time for the listeners to, to for the mail outs? Uh, yeah, Jeff, G E O F F at I destroy humanity.com. All right. And you got the Twitters <laughs> for, uh, you don't have to repeat you it. Got that oil no, no, I'm just fun. saying you can get them on the Twitters. <laughs> you heard it. I just want to make sure people got the email because I'm, I want people on that mail list. There you go. <laughs> Anthony, they can reach you on the Twitters. Yeah. Go to Nerdcast Radio. Where's the, the Twitters? <laughs> what? No, Shut just... up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that's at... a new catchphrase for Michael. It's for <laughs> us to Michael. Is Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Making them really why they didn't two episodes. <laughs> our real, our real listener this week was Jeff Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Yay! But uh, Brian, win. how do they reach you? People can reach me at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com as well as the Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, which is Nerd Podcast Radio on Facebook. Great. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'm Mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. As always, you can reach all of us at the Facebook page, like Brian said. We're Nerd Podcast Radio on Facebook. Leave your feedback, get in contact with us. We we need that feedback. We need that content, you know. And plus, if there's any topics you think you want to hear us cover or something you just want to hear us mention on the show, contact us on the Facebook page. Give us an email. We will do our best to get back to you and to cover the topics. And yeah. please leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher or iTunes or Stitcher or yeah. just Facebook. <laughs> we, we need those reviews, people. We have no self-worth without them. Yeah. Go ahead and well, do it. we have, we have, you know, we have 70 people who listen to our podcast every week. Maybe if we get a review or two, we'll get 72. That would be nice. Yes. 72. Because we care about our listeners and we want to know what they think about our show and maybe help bring in some more people. So if you got a friend who's like, I like nerdy things, force us down their throat. I say if we break 100, we should all shave our chest. That's a lot of hair for me. (laughs) That's a lot of shaving for me. And I don't look good. I my nipples go from normal nipples to giant like pepper pizza. Why would we shave? Why wouldn't we get waxed? What's up with you? My wife knows how to do that. So, yeah, I'm getting waxed. It's going to hurt. I'm getting waxed. It itches less. (laughs) Michael's wife knows how to do that. So why wouldn't we get waxed? Oh, man, that'd be so funny. We get 100 views. We get 100 listeners. All of a sudden, we're all just sitting there getting waxed. We can videotape it. Don't (laughs) like that because SoundCloud's metrics don't track um, unique listeners. So it's not hard for us to get 100 listeners. And Daniel Cross, our sound guy, listens to this episode and he will go in soundcloud and click play 500 times so <laughs> Dan, if you're listening don't you do it you son of a bitch <laughs> what do you have to wax if you get to 500 jesus <laughs> we hold anthony down no and we wax every inch of his body no we just dip him in a big tub and then just go <laughs> just start ripping the little strips off of him <laughs> It's like a fruit roll-up. 
we're gonna say anything okay we should end the show now and <laughs> yeah, i think we're getting a little delusional so but a bathtub filled with nair oh god no <laughs> oh. my favorite children's book okay on that note thank you everybody for listening uh thanks jeff ashley for coming on the show and and telling telling us more about here comic frontiers find his photography find find frontiers if you haven't already and just just, we'll put the the links on the facebook page michael just just end the show (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, newly returned from the depths of the multiverse, Special Mikey, along with Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. Super vegan, Brian. Shut the fuck up, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And our special guest, Jeff Ashley. Do I play Uh, my bugle now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) He actually did it. (laughs) Yes. Because that was an actual bugle that he just played. <laughs> Michael. Shut up. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll just stay gone next time. Uh, as always, everybody, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Show. We're the Kingdom 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 Kingd